0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Kia Orion. Thank you so much for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. This is another episode of Creative Contact. This is the podcast where I break down the top things that I learned this week from podcasts, interviews, videos, and just give you the key takeaways from things on self development, health, fasting, relationships, business development, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, I'm a musician at heart, and I specialize in uh, music production. I run some online courses. You know, if you listen to this, you already know who I am. I ain't got listeners like that, so thank you for tuning the fucking. Let's jump into it. So. Since it is my podcast, if this is your first time tuning in, as I say, all of the goodies I will link to in the show notes to when we get to the takeaways, but I like to bullshit about my life first just so that I can let my mom know that I'm alive and let people back home know what I'm getting into. So uh, it's been a pretty dope week, a really fast week, a bunch of things uh, kind of that I'm, I've been working on, scheming up, and so I'm stoked to jump into them. Uh, so first thing is first... Uh, we're going to tackle my biz and business is booming. And by that, I mean, not at all, but in a good way. Um, Really dialed things back a little bit. If you've been following along for the adventure, I've been kind of telling you about how I'd started this online course that was missing certain pieces that I thought were important. So I, I, I kind of toned it back. I wasn't sure what the angle to take. Uh, I met with my buddy named Ronnie Hermosa, shout out Ronnie. And he, he, taught me kind of how he does his courses and got me thinking, kind of brainstorming about how I could tie in parts of uh, my music because I love, I'm I'm really trying to be an artist that's really what I love, but can also tie that back into the business model of the courses. So I've been working on putting together these free beat building workshops that I'll be using as a lead magnet and also uh, different aspects that making tweaks and changes to the course. I had about 10 folks go through it And then I took their feedback and I'm implementing different aspects to it to hopefully make it kick even more ass and actually, uh, work on something that I I want people to actually walk away from this and and be able to have key, you know, I wanted to be able to make a change with them. So restructuring that, putting together some cool free workshops for folks. So the business is cool in that element. I've also been working on, uh, putting together a new course, which I'm uh, slow, but steady, but working on, um, so things are good, but it's a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and then also redoing content that I'm going to be pushing on the YouTube channel because I think the YouTube channel would be a great outlet um, because since I make, I love making beats, I love making music, I think there, I, there's a lot of things that I could teach through the YouTube channel. And then through that, people could discover the courses, courses, et cetera, et cetera. So good things soon come. Also, still making beats. Got some cool stuff on the way for y'all if you're into the tunes. Um... Personal health fitness stuff is going well, feeling good. I realized the other day I'm like on a pretty raw vegan diet just because I can't really cook out here. It was the first time I kind of clicked. So I'm looking a little bit skinny, but I go back to the States in about five, six weeks. So I just think about it that I'm leaning up because when I go back, dog, so much pumpkin pie, so much chicken breasts, I'm going to be grubbing hard. And so I cannot wait. So I'm just thinking this is the calm before the storm. I'm getting a little skinny now, but when I go home, I'm going to be just grubbing, dog. Grubbing, sleeping. See, I, I can't wait. I love it out here. Haven't seen, haven't been back home in a year, and I'm stoked to go back, see the fam. So personal things are going well. Um, personal as well as on the romantic side of things, it's interesting how shit kind of plays out. And there's a, an old buddy, an old friend who uh, just came back to Chiang Mai. Shout out Tansy. Um, and we were talking about he's been in Colombia for the past year and some change, maybe eight months. And I've been out here and we were just exchanging stories. How I've been really struggling dating Asian women, trying to date Asian women uh, or lack thereof. And just how I'm so used to this other sort of animal um, this dating game that's just like, it's, it's like apples and oranges. And so I just feel like a fish out of water. Uh, and so just talking to him, it just, sometimes, you know, you internalize it where I'm like, have I lost my game or I'm like, did, am I fucking up? And it was just cool talking to him, gave me some inspiration that, uh, that there is hope and also how sometimes there are these ladies out here where you can tell, you, you can tell when you're almost trying to force it. You know what I mean? Like you, it was fascinating. I was at market the other day and I, I met this girl, Thai girl, and it, you just click. It's like, that's what I think I'm used to happening a lot more often because I'm like, I don't remember it being this much work. And like, and that, and that just got me really inspired. So is a girl at the market who works the market that uh, I'm actually maybe after this going to go see if I can take her on a date or ask her out to see what's going on. Um, but you just, you just have chemistry with people where you don't have to try. You don't, it doesn't, it's, it's not supposed to feel like you're trying super hard. You know what I mean? Like you just fall into this natural rhythm and it works and it's just there and it's this thing you can't put your finger on. Um, and I think that's what I've been missing and have been just trying to force a little bit with, uh, these other ladies. So, um, but it's been a learning experience in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to the, the romantic sort of dating aspect. Uh, this entire year and a half, two years out here in Asia has been interesting. So that's the personal romantic side of things, socially, still trying to see the Joker. So if you have, don't ruin it for me. I'm For some reason, I'm having a hard time. They aren't showing it much out here, but I'm on the way because I've heard it's dope um, and I'm stoked to see it. So that's key in a nutshell Things are overall going well Working on the biz, working on ladies Excited to go home, shit is cropping off Now for the reason that you're actually Tuning in, we are talking About the key takeaways So this last week Some game changing Interviews out this joint Actually I'm going to take it back real quick I I gave it to you and I take it back We're not going to jump into that, I want to talk about one more thing socially real quick (laughs) Just kidding Talking about social shit still uh last week i went to the nomad coffee club and bumped into like three or four or five uh old friends and i just wanted to mention how dope it is to be back in the city it feels it made me realize that it feels almost like college where like it's cool to see all these homies that we all came back after about like a year and some change year and a half um this fall, that reminds me of like we're like now the sophomore class, you know, like now there's this new class nomads. And it's also interesting to see how many of them are now killing it with their business shit and how uh, how much can happen in a year. And that gives me a lot of hope to be like, OK, like how much you can how much you can turn this thing around in six, eight, 12 months. And it's just dope now, like being able to be global you know being on this nomad life but also have friends that are still a part of that and even if they are all around the world still kind of coming back and crossing paths in different countries it's just cool it's like a a a special nomad club except it's not exclusive or anything but it's just like you and the homies so shout out to all y'all that came back that's really dope to see you guys again um it's nice being being back in the hood Now, with that out the way, with all the squishy shit out the way, we can get to the takeaways. One of the key story uh, interviews that I heard this last week was by a dude named Donald Miller. He runs this company called StoryBrand. If you haven't heard about it, check it out. It's crazy. And he talks about how most businesses, how they should tell their story kind of like the typical movie narrative and how important it is to do things like create and close story loops so if you think about like the movie taken you know liam neeson if, i don't know how many daughters or how many times his one daughter has to get kidnapped but if he goes out and his daughter's taken and then like 15 minutes into the movie the guy's calling they're like hey man it's just a prank and then they're like here's your daughter and he spends the rest of the movie just like hanging out with his daughter not the same movie, right? It's that kind of tension. How do you how do you build that tension? How do you take customers on a journey? And there are a couple of things that I loved that he talked about. One was that, and I've talked about this before because I've heard in interviews with him before, that you aren't supposed to be the hero in your business. You aren't supposed to be the hero in the journey because then people can't relate to you because then they can't be the hero. And everybody's so fucking egotistical that they want to be the hero. I'm right there with you. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be the hero. So if... if you're in there, there's no room for me. But he's talking about when you run this business, be the guide. So in every dope story, you're gonna have in you know Star Wars, there's Yoda. In the Hunger Games, you have uh Hamish, Hamish, whatever his name is. Um in every in just about every single instance in Lord of the Rings, you have Gandalf, like you always have this guide figure who helps you the heroes in in Harry Potter, right? You might have Dumbledore or these other characters where the hero's always fucking up. The hero doesn't know what's going on. They're struggling with trying to be the hero, but then the guide pops up and is like, yo, the guide's got shit figured out. The guy's like, this is here. This is how you're supposed to do it. Here's how you rock. Like, um, you know, they, they help guide the hero, get to where they need to go. And that's what people pay you money for because then people can see themselves in the story. And one thing he talks about is hitting pain points of, uh, twisting your narrative so that it's less about you and, ooh, look at how much I've accomplished and more establish your credibility, but that you you can spell out the stakes of what it looks like. You can kind of paint that picture for them of what it looks like if you don't you know, use your product or service and what it does, and this idea of um, taking kind of yourself out of it and making it more about making all your copy more about your customer or your fans, um, and 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 talking, making the stakes very explicit. Here's what can be won. Here's what can be lost. And this has made me think about with my own with my own music um, and with the fans or with customers, with teaching people how much uh, I I need to. Make music. I, I realize at this point in my career, like I'm as much as I love my sad Drakey songs, I'm like the motivational dude because that's just what I. I feel like I've had this story of working shitty jobs for for most of my twenties. That and I was so unhappy to have a flip when I feel like I've won the motherfucking lottery, and I wake up every day just so fucking stoked for life that I need to tell that story, but that it's less about, oh, here, look at what I've done and more about saying, phrasing it and framing it in a way so that people that so that so people can relate to that. And so that people that do relate to that then can say, okay, yes, that's me. Like, I feel that way. And then how can I then help them get to the next level? And so it's just really... Change the way that I approach both my business with the courses and with my music, thinking about like when you listen to Jay-Z songs, you listen to Jay-Z and you're rooting him on, but you're also listening to those songs because you, that feeling, it makes you feel like you the man, right? You listen to Jay-Z and then you feel like you're a hustler. And so with my music, I think really uh, focusing and doubling down on um, what it is that, inspires me, and I can still have my emotional tracks, I'm a person, I'm multidimensional, you aren't know, just one thing, but that really doubling down and and digging into why do people listen to my music, um, and what, what are they getting out of it, and the same thing that they might take a course, what do you really, I'm not selling you the skill, it's who do you want, who do you want to become from this skill, so love that interview i'll link to it the answer to confusion is always no um he talked about asking random people to see if it is so that you um, know what it is if they can tell that they can tell what you do just from your website from like the i help x y and z where it's like we like to be like i help this type and that type of person do this this and that and that rather than just being like i help people build their influence through video Boom. it's like dumb it down keep shit simple, don't use inside language, we're so close to our product, I realize how much I, especially with the production courses, how much I'm using this weird lingo, which is cool, but that like, a lot of people don't even know what music production means, they're like, what is a music producer, compared to being like, make beats, you know, like it's just a different way to think about it, you have a problem, you give them the product, they get the result they want, love it. So that was a big one. Um, another interview that I got a ton from was this Ryan Holiday interview with Tom Um uh, I love Tom Billiou. He he does a lot of these conversations with Tom. They they aren't interviews per se. They're just kind of them bullshitting, but there's a lot of gems that come out of them because they aren't so formal. And this one I talked a little bit about on my IG this past week was... Um, that we want to be perfect, and so we often use that as a crutch of, so that we don't start. And so when people might say, like, I'm a terrible writer, and, then I, and as they say in an interview, they may say, okay, show me your terrible pages. Like, how much have you written to dictate if you're a terrible writer? I think we often let other people uh, control our narrative or put this idea in our head that we are or aren't something, and then from that, we internalize it And then just kind of chalk it up to being like, oh, I'm bad at this or I'm bad at that. When I'm like, how much time have you actually invested in that? Or have you actually tried to do that thing? And so I'm not saying that you can't be a bad writer. But I'm saying, is that something you just tell yourself? Or have you actually put in any semblance of effort to try to be a writer? And who is dictating and saying that you're a terrible writer? Because art is so subjective. I think that idea of perfection holds a lot of us back to just not even starting shit. So I loved that. Um, Let me see your terrible pages. That resonated with me a lot. Uh, Another one was that we all end up in the same place. Uh, Alexander the Great and his mule driver are both buried in the same ground, meaning like you strive for greatness, be the best that you can be, but at the end of the day, uh, nobody gives a fuck. And it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You're going to end up six feet under, just like the next man next woman, uh, no matter what it is, so really shoot for, as like, try to take this thing all the way, but also realize that if Prince gets half a day and a couple tweets, um, the idea of being legendary, I think, can be uh, kind of this, like, f- drug of choice, where it, let, it allows us to then neglect a lot of things that go on in our day-to-day life, and kind of shoot for this like postponed happiness of like, I'll get somewhere and then I'll be happy rather than thinking about it instead of just being like, how can I still have my cake and eat it too? That like, you don't have to be like Kanye West, they talk about in the interview where he's like, he's a genius, but he's also like a little bit crazy where like, I think you can still be, it doesn't have to be the work. Like it doesn't have to be the work or the family. You don't have to sacrifice both. It's not like the work, is competing with like the monster of your life, right? It's like you can still, if you can learn how to balance them, you can still be very successful in your field and have like a meaningful, happy life. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Another example they bring up that I loved was uh, Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, which if you've ever seen, still sounds like he's like spiteful in half of it. And it's just interesting that I think the same thing that that pushes people to be champions is the same thing is the same reason why most of the champions are those that are great are also incredibly unhappy. And so I think there's this level of of in between that I that I'm shooting for. And I think a lot of us can achieve of of wanting to be the one that you can have. You can get all as far as you want to go, but that that. That's not ever going to make you happy. It's about how can you dial that in now and then build something kind of sustainable from that. Um, Another one I like that they talk about was the types of energies, like this positive energy that you can use as fuel or what they called fuck you energy, which I think is really dope. And this is going to be kind of, you don't want to be all built off the fuck you energy because that's finite. And then as soon as you achieve, you uh, the someday you achieve what you want to achieve. And then it's like, yeah, fuck these people, these haters. But then when you achieve what you want to achieve, it's like, then you got to look for it. You're like, oh, and then there are also these other people that hated on me. And I think instead, and the point that they make that I, I liked a lot was, this is the way I think about it, I'm like 80-20 where I'm like, yeah, I wanna help people make beats and I want to make my art and have it really resonate with people and like bring good shit to the world. But then there's this other 20%, like when you're in the gym and you're like four reps in out of a five rep set and you just don't feel like you have it in you, and you can just like you think about that X, you know which one you think about, and you're just like, Oh, I'm getting this, I'm grinding this last rep out. Like that kind of like there'll be like Sometimes I'm not making beats or I'm like taking a nap and I'm just like, and then I'm like, I got the shit. Like, oh, it's time. You know what I mean? When the the good energy runs out, you kind of need that like little energy boost. But if you just run purely on adrenaline, that only gets you so far. And then that's kind of, it's a bitter place to win from. And so I like having a bit of that, a bit of the chip on the shoulder. Excuse me, but I... uh, You can't run totally off that, but I think it is important to have kind of when you need to hit that like jet fuel button that you got it. And last but not least, this one was from uh, the Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn. I really enjoy a lot of the insights that he drops on business and he talks a lot about building super fans and adding a personal touch that's unexpected, whether those are little short videos or short voice messages to people, to your customers, like eight seconds can make or break their day. And that if you bring people together and provide an opportunity for community, that is where a lot of the power happens. I've been looking a lot into membership sites as well, just kind of toying with ideas for down the line, if, the, if I can get the course going, how I could funnel that into a membership site of some sort. And this idea of building community that I think I really could use some work on. I, I love putting out content, but I think there's a lot of missed opportunities there in building Together, uh, fans of my music, or also people that are just into the podcast or courses, and building a community out. I just don't love Facebook. I don't love Facebook groups, and so I'm trying to think of uh, and figure out other ways that I can build community online and something that is conducive both to the community members, but also something that a place that I engage, I like, I enjoy engaging with. So. Something to think about. Opportunity for community. Pat Flynn tells this dope story where he had a bunch of people get together uh, at a conference one time. And that the people at the end, they're like, Pat, we weren't really here for you. Like, We came because we wanted to meet each other. And I think that's where a lot of the magic is. It's kind of this like long tail in subcultures. When you bring those people together, uh, it means a lot to folks. And people will pay you for it. So something to think about. I'm keeping it short today because I'm about to go meet up with a homie. And it's cool being back in Chiang Mai because there are actually people to hang out with. So just a little snapshot of the week, a couple quick one, two takeaways. Um, If you're into UFC, let me know who you got for the bad motherfucker belt this week. If you're into content, if there's a book you're reading, interviews you're watching, whatever it is, send them my way. I would love to uh, get your take on whatever is inspiring you in the moment. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, listening to me bullshit, hearing my takeaways. If you made it this far, you a real one, you already know. Um, I'll be back again next week. Hopefully more good news more soon come. Appreciate you being my therapist. You check me on the way. Peace.